This is Motorcycle Watch, the podcast for motorcyclists and the people who love them. Motorcycle Watch, presented by Mac, the Motorcycle Awareness Campaign. All right, kickstands up, let's go. Hey, Scotty Drake here. Uh, first of all, let me take a minute to say how pleased I was with the response to our premiere episode of uh, the Motorcycle Watch podcast. And uh, in fact, the response was so good that I think we're going to drop a new podcast like every two weeks. Yeah. Excited about that. Might even throw some video on. Oh, while we're kind of idling in neutral here, I want to mention just briefly the great reception that the Motorcycle Awareness Campaign received last weekend in Denham Springs at the annual Blessing of the Bikes. Uh, <laughs> I, was, I was smart enough to set up shop inside right inside the door to the auditorium. So virtually everybody who came inside to eat or to bid on the auction or just to get out of the sun had to pass the Mac table. And I gave away dozens of Mac yard signs and bumper stickers. Oh, and you know what else? Those bright yellow um, rubber wristbands that we had, I gave away a whole bag full of them. All right. Well, that's great. <laughs> well, we don't have any more. I'm going to have to order more of those. Well, I got my bike blessed. Did you? Yes, I did. And Good TW got her bike blessed, and that Good. was kind of nice. You guys need all the blessing you can Absolutely. get. Absolutely. All right, on with the show. We have a lot to cover. Joining me here in the luxurious national headquarters of the Motorcycle Awareness Campaign in downtown Baton Rouge, <laughs> I have, first of all, Amanda Jo Swim. She is an award-winning motorcycle skills competitor. After a bit, I'll chat with a Kimberly Short, who is with the Motorcycle Safety Program of the Louisiana Highway Safety Commission. Also, uh, later on, I want you to hear a brief but moving first-person account from a woman who lost her son just a few short weeks ago in a fatal motorcycle crash. And then, before we put our kickstands down again, Bob Courtney of Mac will favor us with some pearls of wisdom from the president's desk. Yes. Up first, Amanda Doe Swim. Hi, how are you? Hi, good. Good, good. Um, you are a nationally recognized motorcycle skills competitor with a room full of trophies and awards. Says so right here. That is true. <laughs> and yeah. uh, your team is called Cajun Thunder. You've taken the skilled rider competitions throughout the country by storm. You see what I did there? Cajun Thunder by storm. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, this past uh, February, Amanda, you took uh, the number two spot at Daytona, beating more than 50 riders, most of them men, including former police officers, I might add. Uh, Amanda Joe also appears regularly on the very popular L.A. Rider TV program and is an MSF certified motorcycle instructor and riding coach. Well, we're out of time now, so... Uh, <laughs> no. Um, tell us about these um, skilled rider competitions. Where are they? How do, you, how do you learn about them so that you can enter? What are the different events? Wow. Where do I start? Um, you can learn about them. They, they're all over Facebook. Um, online, you can search up uh, motorcycle skills competitions. They've got them all over the country. We've been to some in um, Florida, Texas, Georgia, Mississippi, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Virginia. They're, they're all over the place. And uh, they consist of multiple different events. You've got, you know, your speed run, how quickly you can go through a course. 
and accurately. Is the course standard or does it change every time? They change everywhere you go. Whoever organizes the event puts out a different course. Now, they have some standard courses online that you can choose from or they can create their own. Um, There's other uh, events such as the Challenge Ride, which I think is super, super cool. I'm I'm not... Totally perfect at them, yet. I've got a lot of room to improve, but I think they are super cool. I think they apply most to riding out on the street. These challenge rides, you don't get to practice beforehand. They set them up, I mean, minutes before you ride them. It's a one-and-done thing, and you can ride over speed bumps. They have you ride over um, various different obstacles, and and uh, they'll time you. Sometimes you have to be clean, but it's it's stuff that you you can't prepare for, which, like out on the street, you don't know what you're going to be getting yourself into. What's the, what's the competition where you have to go real slow? That is the slow ride. And soon, that soon to be known as the Mike Swim ride. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. He, uh, my dad, Mike Swim, he has mastered the slow ride for sure. Um, and that is, given a distance from A to B, how slow can you possibly go on a motorcycle? It's really, really impressive to watch. But... You know, the better you get at the slow ride, the better you are in the other events as well. Because yeah. you know balance, you know what your bike's going to do. It's very, very cool. Do you have a special competition bike as opposed to the one you, you ride daily? Absolutely. I ride a 2018 Police Road King. And mine, of course, is bright blue. <laughs> it's different from the rest of the team. Everybody else has black, but they're all matching. We've all got the same uh, design on our tank. And, uh, yeah, these are just meant for competition, which means... You know, they can have stiffer suspension. They, they're really made for riding in competition and not as comfortable out on and the And if street. I could, Scotty, I want to just interrupt with one. I, w- I would like for Amanda to tell you how long she's been riding motorcycles. Well, my very first time ever on a motorcycle was in 2018, and then we learned about these competitions in 2019. And so my very first time training for these competitions was the beginning of 2020. And then, of course, wow. COVID hit, so we had an entire year to just practice and practice and get really, really good. And then our first competition as a team was February of 2021 in so Daytona. You haven't been doing this very long at all. No, no. But, you know, recently we've been talking about how everything fell into place for us all at once perfectly because we're surrounded by some of the best riders. Our coach, Mike Richard, he's amazing, was a Baton Rouge officer for 19 years. And, you know, once he retired, it was natural for him to go right into instructing us a team of civilians, so we so we're surrounded by some of the best riders, and then we we had the place to do it. You know, a lot of people struggle finding somewhere to set up cones without getting chased off immediately. <laughs> you know, so we've got the pad for it, we've got the place, and then we had the time. Like I said, with COVID, we had an entire year where we weren't working, we weren't doing anything else, so we had all this time to just get really, really good at it. How do you get to be a certified motorcycle instructor, and 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 who does this certifying? Well, um, I, gosh, man, <laughs> we get all into stuff when we, when we go into it. And um, that was, I think, the next natural step for me was I, I love the competitions, but I understand how much they bring safety to, to riding. And so I wanted to kind of help others um, become safe riders. And so becoming an instructor uh, was, a, was the next thing for me. And I got certified in Zachary, Louisiana. Tell us about the importance of training and practice and, and how it relates to safety on the street. I think that the best thing that it does is make you one with your motorcycle. 
So instead of having to be out on the street and focusing on the different controls of the bike, you are one with your machine. So when you're out on the street, your focus can turn more to, is this car, car going to pull out in front of me? Is this pothole? You, know, you, just, you can focus on your surroundings entirely and know what your bike's going to do underneath you. So the more practice, the better. Yeah. Well, thanks a lot. I'm, I'm really glad you, you made it on the program today. Be safe out there. Thank you. Up next, I'd like to introduce a Kimberly Short. Kimberly here heads up the uh, Motorcycle Safety Program of the Louisiana Highway Safety Commission. That, by the way, is the state agency that administers and oversees the state's highway safety programs, which are designed to reduce crashes and uh, make our highways and streets a lot safer. Uh, Kimberly, let's start by telling us um, about the Louisiana Highway Safety Commission in general and uh, the Motorcycle Safety Program specifically. So I am actually the program coordinator for the Louisiana Highway Safety Commission, and one of the programs that I manage is motorcycle safety. So basically, the goal of the Louisiana Highway Safety Commission is to put out the awareness so that we can reduce fatalities and injuries with motorcyclists who are on the road. Because a lot of times, the first thing that a person will say after they've hit a motorcyclist is, I didn't see them. So... I work with Bob, and um, we facilitated a grant to get that awareness out there. Um, we have the signs all across the state, watch for motorcycles, you know, big yellow signs, making sure that everyone watches for motorcycles because, again, that's always what they say. I, I didn't see them. So I always tell people who ride bikes, make sure that you're visible, even at night, reflective gear, things like that, just to make sure that you're being safe, you know, be aware of your surroundings. Let's let's talk about um personal safety for the motorcycle rider what protective gear should we be wearing and what gear is mandated by law that we have to wear so the only gear as far as i know that is mandated is a helmet in this state so that will definitely keep you safe um that's the safest and most essential protective gear for every motorcyclist is a helmet full face helmets offer the most protection and that includes the face and the chin um, they have a standard, um, NHTSA has a standard, uh, for helmets and you can find that on their website. Um, also a riding jacket, a motorcycle jacket would also help you in the event that you do fall, you know, you don't scrape yourself yeah. up. It's nice to have a layer between you and the street. Exactly. Um, riding boots as well as gloves. Those are all, you know, the gloves can help you grip, um, the handles better. Um, the riding boots help you, you know, the pedals help your feet you know, grip the pedals better. So all of those will keep you safer when yeah. you're riding a boat. Do, do, do you feel kind of anxious when you see a motorcycle rider um, wearing shorts and flip-flops? Because that freaks me out. I do. <laughs> I saw one today. Guy yeah. was on a scooter, had a full face helmet on, yeah. was wearing shorts and flip-flops. Yeah. It's kind of like, because I used to manage, um, I was occupant protection, which was seat belts and car seats. And I started to pay attention more to the people who didn't wear seatbelts, even though it is the law. <laughs> and they were like, well, I don't like wearing a seatbelt because it's uncomfortable. That same thing, you know, I'll hear motorcyclists say, you know, I just want to be free. I want the wind, you know, feeling the wind hit my body as I'm riding down the road. But in the event that you're struck by a vehicle, you're not going to be protected. Yeah. So you just encourage that and that's what basically what our program is about getting that awareness out there in terms of statistics where does louisiana rank in motorcycle fatalities actually fifth in the nation wow yeah mm. fifth 
Mississippi is number one. Is there such a thing as the safest city to ride a motorcycle in? Actually, I looked that up the other day, <laughs> and <laughs> it said that the according to the rankings, the very safest city is Fort Collins, Colorado, hmm. with a whopping 28.8% reduction to the average collisions by motorcyclists everywhere in the U.S., among other safe cities are Boise, Idaho, and Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Two-part question. Mm -hmm. Where do most motorcycle crashes happen? And maybe even more importantly, why do most motorcycle crashes happen? Isn't it because that the regular motorist out there is violating the bike's right-of-way because the driver of the car was distracted or simply inattentive, or am I way off base? No, you're, you're pretty on base. Um, most of motorcycle accidents happen at intersections. And usually it's because the driver didn't see the person because they were distracted. They just were not paying attention. That is the most common reason. And that's where they happen most at intersections. And I guess that's where, that's where Mac comes in. Because yeah. our, our main objective is to prompt motorists to actively watch for motorcyclists because... You don't see what you're not looking for. Exactly. That's exactly right, Scotty. And I think also it, it's important, Kimberly's mentioned this, but we're able to give these signs away free. Other organizations have signs. You have to pay for them because somebody has to pay for them. The wonderful thing about these signs is, the, is a grant from the federal government administered by the Louisiana Highway Safety Commission pays for all of these signs. And so we could, we could give a lot more away and they'll pay for them, you know, and uh, sometimes the hardest thing we have is just giving them away because, you know, we'll have these events and like you, you had a very successful event just last week, but sometimes we have events and four or five people show up, but at least that's four or five more signs that go out there. And there are plenty of places you can get them on the Mac website too. Uh, a Kimberly closing thoughts. Watch out for motorcyclists. Well <laughs> said. Well said. <laughs> uh, Kimberly Short with the Motorcycle Safety Program of the Louisiana Highway Safety Commission. Now, a few weeks ago, the Motorcycle Awareness Campaign held one of our famous yard sign giveaways at GN Gonzalez Motorsports here in Baton Rouge. And a lady named Lisa Nunez came by to pick up a yard sign. Two weeks before that, her son was killed in a motorcycle crash. And I had the opportunity to sit down and speak with her, and I'd like you to hear what she had to say. Bob, does this require any other setup? No, I think that's it. It's just uh, um, the interview that you did. Um, there's a little background noise because we're in a busy place, but I think people will be able to hear and un understand her. Okay, let's listen. I'd like to have you meet uh, Lisa Nunez of La Ranger. And unfortunately, she has a, a tragic story to tell. And this involved... Your, your son. My you son, Please yes. tell us what happened. My son, Jacoby Lee Hernandez, he's 34 years old. On February 6, 2023, he was, um, he had left my house. Um, I got to tell him I love him and hug him. And he was going to go home and decided to take the long way. You know, beautiful day. And he was, he was on his, a bike. He was on his bike. Um, beautiful day. Um, he rode up toward Hammond, Louisiana. And the lady behind him said he was riding, driving perfectly normal, um, not driving erratically, um, you know, not going very fast, just normal speed. Um, he turned up on Morrison, and as he was riding, 
he was going southbound and it was a lady coming northbound and she was all the way in her right lane. He was also riding all the way in his right lane. So she had to cross three lanes and hit my son. Hit him so hard and she kept going into the bank parking lot. The car and the bike both exploded, it was fire. Um, he had to die instantly, he had to die instantly. She told the police that she didn't see him. All she had to do was pause, pause for five seconds and you would have seen my son and he would still be alive today. And if you hit him, stop, don't keep going, don't keep going, he still might be alive. Um, just watch out for motorcycles. I don't know what else to say. It, I'm a broken mom. We have a broken sister and four broken nieces and his dad. And we love him so much and we miss him so much. Where does the case stand right now? I just picked up the police report yesterday and they're charging her with negligent homicide. And, and now it's up to the DA's office to pick up those charges. Um, so please, everybody pray that they do pick up those charges. Yeah. So as it stands right now, as you and I speak to each other, it's all pending. It's just pending, yes sir, just yeah. pending. So what is your advice to the ordinary motorist on the street right now who is watching? Pause, I mean, look out for the motorcycles. They're out there, the weather's getting warmer. Um, you know, they're out there and they have every right to be out there riding their motorcycles. He had his helmet on, he had his boots on, he had his jacket on. He was fully protected, but he's not protected against cars who do not slow down and pay attention. He wasn't protected against her. He hit her, she hit him so hard, he killed him on impact. Yeah. I know this has been difficult. I want to thank it, you it for sharing been. your story with thank us. Thank you. Thank you. You've done a great deal of good today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lisa. You're welcome. Lisa Nunez, tough to, tough to listen to, but uh, important stuff. And, and you know what's important is um, she, after this happened, she just started looking for places to go to find out more about how to prevent stuff like this, and she became an activist overnight. And she is uh, starting a chapter of the motorcycle awareness campaign in her, in her hometown, and uh, is looking for ways to save other mothers from that grief. Hmm. It is so important to remember that this happens over and over and over again, and the stories are always the same, Scotty. I didn't see the motorcycles. It came out of nowhere. I, you know, it was going too fast. It just showed up. All of these stories over and over again because people aren't looking for motorcycles. They're not paying attention when they're driving. And, uh, and then the worst part about it, and I want to add this without becoming overtly political. The DAs rarely prosecute these cases. They rarely do. And, um, you know, they'll tell you, well, because they're hard to prove or because this or because that. But that's the shame of it. So there's no punishment. This happens. Uh, we had a classic case of this. One of our MAC members many, many years ago um, was killed. He and his wife were, uh, were hit by the mayor of a small town here in Louisiana and pulling out of a parking lot, and uh, and he was killed, and she was severely injured, and they wouldn't even they they got no true bill from the uh, the grand jury. And of course, it's a grand jury that was run by the DA, and uh, you know, so scot free, no punishment, no nothing. So this is what Mac is all about: trying to find some closure to this, try to help people 
that have suffered through this and to try to get people to see us. That's it. Yeah. Got anything else? Well, we got a lot of stuff going on. I don't know much, how much time we have, but well, yeah, we'll stretch it. It's our show. It's our show. We can do what we want. <laughs> Come on. We'll get everybody back in here. But I did want to mention a couple of things. We've got, um, we've got a couple of things coming up uh, involving Mac. In May, we have the, uh, the annual awareness ride. And um, this year, it's going to be like it was last year. There'll be several locations. It's sort of like a poker run, except uh, there are no poker cards. Right. You, we, you get a card, and you have to be punched at each location. And then you turn in that card, and we draw from those cards at the end of the thing. And we give away money. Money. Lots of money. Uh, our grand prize winner last year got $1,000. That'll be the grand prize again this year. We gave away another $1,000 to three or four other people. And uh, so, and it doesn't cost you anything. All you got to do is come. Only thing we ask you to do is stay to the end for the drawing so you can hear us talk a little bit about motorcycle awareness and motorcycle safety. And Scotty, we really want non-motorcyclists to come to this. If you come in your car, you can get a card, you can participate. Sure. And maybe you'll learn something at the <laughs> same time. And you might even win some money. So we want to encourage everybody to come. It's on the 20th of May. The only thing I can tell you right now, because it's still being all set up, but it will begin at Gian Gonzalez in Baton Rouge. 666 Chippewa Street. Correct. And it will end at Gian Gonzalez. 666 Chippewa <laughs> Street. And it will, there will be, a, a leg of this will go to New Orleans. And oh, really? Yeah. And we haven't determined just yet where it's going to be, but we're, we're pretty close to getting that nailed down. And there will be two other locations. And for the people in the New Orleans area that are listening to this, you can start in New Orleans and end up here. So you don't have to come to Baton Rouge and start at Gian Gonzalez. You can start in New Orleans and then come to the other locations and come here. So we're working all that out. And we really hope people will, you know, we used to just have a rally and 40 or 50 people showed up. Yeah. But this this has a bitter, bigger impact because, you know, motorcyclists like two things, riding and winning money. And food. <laughs> and food and free food. And there'll be that too. Absolutely. And music. So uh, hopefully we can we can get a good crowd for that. And then the other thing coming up on April 15th is the Mike Gerald Classic at the Baton Rouge Res Raceway. And this is always a lot of fun. Mike was a big motorcycle racer uh, back in the late 60s, early 70s. And uh, he's quite a character. And, um, and so a lot of his friends and former uh, competitors put this thing on, and it's a lot of fun. And some of the old guys get out on the track, and they're still doing it. You know, it's 65 years old. They're still going around that dirt track. And I wouldn't do it for all the money in the world. <laughs> Thank you. But, um, but I did want to uh, also uh, get, give Amanda an opportunity to talk a little bit about the next competition. Where are you going next, Amanda? Well, it's uh, coming up quick. The next one is in Grand Prairie, Texas. It's April 12th through the 15th. Wow. And uh, are you going to win this one? Ooh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it my best shot. You gotta knock off, you gotta <laughs> knock off your coach and your dad at the same time. That's quite a. It yeah. is. I know. I know. My and, dad jokes. You know, he'll be this old wrinkly old man someday, and I may have a chance then. And I tell him, no, no, no. I want to get you while you're still strong, while you're still fast. There you go. There you go. Well, good luck to you on that. All righty. My thanks to Amanda Jo Swim and a Kimberly Short for being with us. Bob, thank you. I'm Scotty Drake. Be safe. We'll see you in a couple of weeks. This has been Motorcycle Watch, the podcast for motorcyclists and the people who love them. Motorcycle Watch, presented by Mac 
Motorcycle Awareness Campaign.